Welcome to the Preservation Technology Podcast. I'm Kevin Ammons, and today we join NCPTT's Andy Farrell as he speaks with Tom Jones, an urban conservator for the West Ward Urban Ecology Project in eastern Pennsylvania. They will discuss the West Ward Ecology Project and something called the Green Design Laboratory. podcast Tom. Morning Andy, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks for asking. So let's let's get to the meat of this. What do you mean by urban ecology? Well, up here in Easton, our definition of urban ecology encompasses the integration of human and natural systems that support healthful, sustainable, and productive life in a densely populated city environment, which is the situation in the West Ward in the city of Easton in Pennsylvania. Okay. Tell us a little more about the West Ward Urban Ecology Project. Well, the West Ward Urban Ecology Project has been funded for five years from the Wachovia Regional Foundation, and it's a grant that's to the Community Action Committee of the Lehigh Valley in partnership with uh, the citizens in the West Ward and also the city of Easton, which is a neighborhood of over over 11,000 people and encompasses an area that's uh, being determined eligible for listing on the National Register of Historic Places that encompasses uh, well over 2,300 buildings that most of them are over 100 years years of age or over at least 80 years of age. The Urban Ecology Project is set up for significant citizen participation through the Canton process, and some of the basic practices of the urban ecology is to study the full uh, interconnected urban ecologic system, including its composition, character and relationships of natural order and human settlement, and to develop replicable and measurable standards for measuring and evaluating our practices. We are also going to seek uh, to educate the community about our urban ecology and the findings that we're developing, and we're going to inst- we're instigating a management process that is uh, beginning to arrest the urban decay and develops improvements to ensure and expand beneficial and sustainable urban ecologic systems. We're going to uh, working hard on producing sound economic conditions and growth that support healthful and social and economic capacity, stability and development that follow sustainable development standards. And we're going to integrate an interpretive and artistic program throughout the architectural and urban fabric for describing the urban ecology system and demonstrating its effectiveness so that our citizens uh, can participate and enjoy it as well as those who come here to visit us. Wow, that is very ambitious. Tom, tell us, uh, how did this project begin? Well, the West Ward is the most challenged arid neighborhood in the city of Easton, which is a city that was started back in 1752. It's an area that was originally primarily a residential section, but because of the industrial decline that's typical for the northeast portion of the United States, there has been a lot of disinvestment, especially in the last 20 years, and then unfortunately, what were originally single resident buildings were converted into multiple residential units, apartments, and there has been a, a significant cycle of decline. The urban ecology direction was undertaken for the West Ward to take a more holistic approach to manage uh, the physical space of the community because we're set with very significant natural resources being located at the juncture of the Delaware and Lehigh Rivers, and also because of the Butchkill Stream, which forms the normal northern boundary of the community, which is one of Pennsylvania's uh, finest limestone-based 
native brook trout streams. Great. And there, um, I understand there's students involved in this effort. Who are the students and, and what is the role they play in this? Well, one of the things that we feel is uh, distinct about our effort is the partnership with Lafayette College, which was originally founded by the citizens of Easton. It has one of the uh, oldest uh, mechanical and civil engineering departments in the United States. And the college uh, historically has been intimately tied to the growth and development of the community. And under uh, a memorandum of understanding between the college and the Community Action Committee of the Lehigh Valley, they are uh, defined a partnership for the five years where the students are working on a whole set of defined projects for community-based service learning. And this is beginning to encompass all the uh, education departments at the college through uh, the technology clinics. Uh, the mechanical engineering department has a green design laboratory and the Landis uh, Center does a lot of community outreach that even gets involved with developing reading programs for uh, mentoring for the disadvantaged youth in the West Ward. Great. You just mentioned the Green Design Lab. What is, what is the goal of the Green Design Lab? Uh, the Green Design Lab, which is very prominent with Lafayette College, has made a long-term commitment to set up a true design laboratory that is headed by Dr. Earl Wilchaki, who is a mechanical engineer at Lafayette College. And we're beginning to take long-term studies, not only for integrating uh, green building concerns and historic rehabilitation for the buildings, stock in the West Ward, but we're also looking at uh, development of an application of new technologies for energy efficiency and also new research into materials that could make uh, residential buildings uh, more efficient in terms of energy, energy efficiency concerns. The research and application of the research that we're undertaking through the Green Design Lab is dedicated to developing and applying practical methods that are affordable for low and moderate income populations and currently, this summer, working with uh, Dr. Oluchaki and also uh, one of the mechanical engineering students, we're doing a set of uh, baseline study buildings, which are setting up the uh, practices and protocols on how to approach three buildings that are frame and also masonry. And then those will be the basis for our approaches for the uh, green build and historic rehabilitation programs for the West Ward, uh, not only for the weatherization program, but also for the comprehensive rehabilitation program that we're seeking to get funded under neighborhood stabilization program funding and will be administered through the Urban Land Trust, which has just been established by the Community Action Committee of the Lehigh Valley. So the research at the college through the Green Design Lab will be directly applied as a benefit and experience to the populations in the West Ward and then also to serve as a model for other potential cooperating communities in Pennsylvania and elsewhere. And I just love this project. The more I hear about it, it's fantastic. So, uh, Tom, what is the major uh, key to the success of this program? In my opinion, it's developing a true democratic process that respects citizen participation. One of the key things that we, we constantly do here in the West Ward, we've developed a subcommittee uh, structure which is composed of some key committees that work consistently in uh, reference to our work plan, which is projected over a five-year basis. We have a Community and Economic Opportunity Committee. We have a Human Resources and Public Safety Committee. We have a Natural Resources Committee. And we also have a Neighborhood Physical Quality Committee. And these are composed of residents, 
inside and throughout the West Ward, as well as other stakeholders in the eastern area that can just meet together, cause discussion, and also seek common resolution to a lot of the critical issues that we're facing and also to affect uh, change, both programmatically and, and physically, throughout the West Ward in a planned manner. We also have the approach which we uh, based on what's called the cantons, we have throughout the 11,000, over 11,000 population base of the West Ward, we have eight Canton subdivisions. And within the, each of those cantons, which does reference the ancient tradition of the cantons in Switzerland, which is one of the basic uh, precedents for democracy in the Western world, we go through an integrated process of seeking input from the residents. And through a workshop process, we define the agenda and the work plan and application and also disseminate ideas. What have been some of the pitfalls of this process? Well, one of the pitfalls is is something that we're going to be addressing here shortly in the West Ward, is working with the people in the West Ward to understand more fully what used to be called in our high school years uh, civics. Oftentimes when we're going through this process, you run through, as in any community, you run through the difficulties of getting everyone's voices heard and listened to, besides the ones that tend to be dominant. And uh, we've been trying to use the nominal group technique in our workshop process to address this, but we're going to be working with potential professionals, for example, so that people learn how to listen to each other, and also for people who tend to be the more quiet personalities but have a lot of good ideas, uh, to find ways that their voices will be heard. Because at the end of it, the process that we're using for the West Ward Project, its strength comes from full cooperation from people that live within the area. And they have to come from people who are can speak loudly uh, in the community development process, as well as those who have more silent voices. I can start saying, typically, we always need, you need more money, but we tend to be very uh, tough there. And we also tend to focus on getting as much volunteer activity as contributed as possible. We're an economically challenged community because the neighborhood that we're within, we have a very large proportion of the population did not achieve a high school diploma or they're severely economically challenged. But we are finding the ways and means to have these people's voices heard and also to concentrate on creating jobs for these people so that they have economic stability both present and into the future. How do you imagine getting this model out in the field further applied in other places? Under the Wachovia Regional Foundation grant, we made the obligation up front to Wachovia that we would engage in dissemination. We've already started on that. Within the state of Pennsylvania, we were committed to reaching out to other communities throughout Pennsylvania to form a network of urban ecologic communities. We're already engaged in that process. We already have letters of interest from the upper Schuylkill uh, Main Street communities in Schuylkill County of Pennsylvania, which are quite stunning but very challenged historic anthracite mining communities. Next week, we're meeting in Germantown, in the city of Philadelphia, to discuss the initiation of an urban ecology network community there. We have interest from Uptown section in the city of Harrisburg, and we have an expression of letter of interest from Ridgeway all the way out in northwest Pennsylvania in Elk County in the beautiful Allegheny Highlands. And we've made contacts in the Pittsburgh area specifically toward Braddock, as well as some initial communities out there. Our state's Bureau of Historic Preservation for the Pennsylvania Historic Museum Commission 
has shown a significant initial interest here. And working through Gene Cutler, we're defining how to go about exploring the development of this urban ecology network within Pennsylvania. Also within the framework of that commitment of dissemination, we are working also in concert through Lafayette College, which has international connection concerns. We are initiating contacts elsewhere to cooperate with a set of initial uh, urban ecology communities internationally. And our contacts have gone into India. We're also discussing toward Madagascar, and we're evaluating going into Wales and Russia and possibly some other points around the globe. But that's very initial at this point in time. Wow, that really has a, a, a far-reaching application. And so, Tom, let's, let's end quickly with what are the next steps? How do we get this to the next level? Well, what we're doing is we're here in the West Ward. We are going through our work plan, and we um, are trying to uh, approach this with a sense of humility because we're trying to not only share the things that we feel that are successful, but we also want to share those things that don't work. We're hoping, for example, that the integration of green building and historic rehabilitation for our low- and moderate-income populations in West Ward, we want to show and share with other people those things that work or don't work that are practical and affordable to basically take care of where most people live in the United States, which are these older buildings that are energy inefficient. And we're hoping to be innovative there and to share that. We're hoping that we um, can disseminate this idea and this approach because it's uh, based upon addressing some primary thematic areas that relate to children and families, affordable housing and counseling, neighborhood building and the environment, and economic development. We here in Easton are trying to do the best we can to address climate change and, the, and also the critical issues in terms of the expansion of carbon. We are in the northeast of the United States, which in the last Brookings Institution report is one of the places in the world that is, most, is one of the most responsible for causing climate change because of our consumption of energy historically. We're hoping that we can uh, grow with other communities and also go into areas that are similar to us, uh, like our neighborhood, in terms of economic challenges and to grow together toward this. And we're looking towards state and federal agencies to take a serious look at what we're doing here and to become active partners hopefully with our approach and effort. Tom, thanks for talking to us today. We're very eager to, uh, to, to see how this develops, and we wish you luck. Thank you very much, Andy. Thanks for talking. That was Andy Farrell with Tom Jones. If you'd like to learn more about this project, visit our podcast show notes at the National Center for Preservation Technology and Training website. That's ncptt.nps.gov. Until next time, goodbye, everybody.